0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Without a healthy mind, being happy is hard. Visit betterhelp.com slash kind of funny and see if online therapy is for you.
1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and I am joined by my two favorite people on planet Earth, my gaming dads, as we like to call them here on this podcast, Paris Lily and Gary Witta. Gary Witta, I'll kick it to you. How you doing, my man? I've
2: been good. I haven't been uh, playing as much. No, actually, you know what? I've not, not done too badly this week. I've got to get some games under my belt. As right as I um came onto the podcast earlier today, I just uh, did some grinding for the uh, the clank costume in fall guys. Got the Ratchet and Clank combo now, I've got the full set. So nice. I managed to do that. Um I've been playing a little World War Z. That's been a lot of fun. Ooh, Scratching okay. that uh, zombie co-op itch. It's on sale on the Epic Game Store right now for 15 bucks. So we picked up, been having a blast of that playing with some friends. And uh, the real story of the week for me, though, has been uh, Death's Door, which I'm sort of, you know, Paris doesn't need me to tell him anything <laughs> about how great that game is, but um, what a what a treat! I, you know, I, I was like, ah, should I really get into it? I keep people keep telling me it's a little bit Soulsy, a little bit hard. I don't like punishing games, but as it turns out, the difficulty level is is um is dialed in just right. It's right at that. It's it's right at that level where it, like it makes you want to rage quit, but it's like. But then you you go you screw this game. I'm done. You throw the controller. But thirty seconds later, you pick it up. Like, let me give this one. Let me give this boss one more try. So it's dialed right into that sweet spot of like just. It makes you crazy, but it makes you crazy in the best way. And then you know, just beautiful graphics, aesthetics, music, the whole thing. Just a just a great little package. Really, really liking it.
1: I like hearing that, Gary. I'm glad that you're jumping into that. And yes, I know. Paris and Barrett here on the show have been beating the drum and really hyping everybody up over that, and it's a great game, so I look forward to you playing more of it. Paris, how's your week been my guy?
3: It's been good um I've actually not played a lot this week i've uh, been been out of town just you know getting getting some some PTO with the family spending some family time, which has been a good thing ironically enough and i I, I won't name this person, but I ran into someone that I've known in the industry for a very long time, just randomly. And they saw my wife first before they saw me and they messaged me and they go, Hey, are you at this hotel? And I'm like, yes, I am. How do you know? And they're like, because I'm here and I saw your wife. So it was hilarious, but it's just, just funny how, how small the gaming industry is in in that way. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Just kind of spending time with family. So haven't played a lot, but kind of piggybacking off of what Gary, was just saying I saw him tweeting earlier this week about Death's Door and he he nailed it. They bring you right up to that edge of frustration, but not over the top. So you'll you'll get a little frustrated with some of the things, but not so much that you'll walk away from it. It always pulls you back in to want, want to keep playing it. So I think that's why I love that game so much. Not to mention the music in it is just phenomenal.
2: I want to make one other point about Death's Door real quick, Paris and if you know it's the same thing as me. I think I I'm not even like that deep into it, but I beat like five bosses. I'm a good ways into it. Not one single achievement has popped yet. It's really, oh, really yeah, stingy yeah. with the achievements. Yeah. Or so it, it's not it that, that it's stingy; it's just they're not traditional. You know how like a, a lot of a lot of achievements are really like beat the first boss, beat the second boss. This isn't that. It's like go do something weird and unexpected after you beat the first boss, and then we'll give you the achievement. It, it hands out achievements in a really puzzling way it's not it's not a bad thing it's just it's not traditional the way they do the achievements i thought that was interesting
3: yeah like there's there's one that i i'm chasing now so kind of when i get back into playing stuff again that that'll be the thing is to to play through with the umbrella um you know as as your weapon you get an achievement for that to complete the game so that that'll be the next thing that i'm doing and then obviously you got to go through find all the hidden stuff you'll see as you get through it and to get the hundred percent and get that final achievement. I know. I just up.
2: like, I just like those games that pop into You Like you watch the opening cinematic, have 10 G's. I'm like, yeah, great. Just, give me, give me, give me something easy. Like start yeah. the trail of breadcrumbs with something easy, make it hard later. But it, it's weird. Like, you know, we, I'm not under, I'm, I was talking about this earlier today. I'm not like a big trophy hunter or achievement hunter. I like, you know, I, as long as I don't have to go too far out on my way to, to get them. If it's something that happens in the normal course of play, I'm happy to pick up achievements as I go um you know do some side stuff or whatever i don't like games that make you do really stupid like busy work and chores to get achievements that's not fun for me um but it was one of these things where like i was like five bosses in and it just occurred to me like i haven't seen a single achievement pop and i'm like a good few hours in it's just very strange to see that it's not it's a very atypical game trophy wise if you go so if you look at go look at the achievement list it's really weird stuff it's interesting to see Gary Whitta, the achievement guy. He's looking for
1: him. I love hearing that. Well, Paris, you and I, we got something special to talk about because there's a big old halo sized shape missing out of my heart right now. And we're going to talk about our impressions over the weekend when we kick off the show. But I'm actually coming hot off of the Fortnite Ariana Grande concert that's happening all weekend long. And I got to take a moment, guys. I mean, not only is Ariana Grande one of the biggest pop stars on the planet with a great catalog of hits. But this Epic team continues to just wow gamers all over the globe with their awesome events. And this one, I'm telling you, everybody's going to be listening to this show on Saturday. You got to get into this concert Saturday, Sunday. They're hosting multiple different times. Nobody does it like these guys in Fortnite and in this live service games world. I'm blown away once again after we've seen Marshmallow, Travis Scott, now with Ariana Grande. This team continues to make some really lasting memories for gamers. And I wanted to take a moment, to just like appreciate that and also pick your minds about like, what do you guys think about what Epic has done with these in-game concerts and events? And then are other people missing this? Is it not worthwhile? Or will we see more of this happening later on? Because I loved it. I had so much fun and I want everybody to go experience it. No matter how old you are, no matter what you like, if you're into Fortnite or if you just want to have a fun time gaming, this was really, really cool.
3: Yeah, I, I know about it as well, because my my youngest daughter was itching to get back home so she could do exactly <laughs> what, what you did, Mike. So, I you know, I'm just just full disclosure. I, I've never been big into Fortnite. I obviously understand the importance of it and the phenomenon of it and how uh, so many people engage with it. But it's just never been a big thing for me. But like you're saying, these these moments that that they've had in the game over the years with all these different properties, and obviously now bringing Ariana Grande into it, I, I get it. I, I get the the scope and the scale of it, and how many people engage with this, and it is an event. And like I said, my youngest daughter, as an example, her and all her friends just giggling on the chat, just you know watching the whole thing. So I I, I get it, man. It's 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 a big deal, and it is amazing to me how that game went from being almost an afterthought just a few years ago. Like literally I remember being at an E3 and uh, it wasn't me, but it, but it was Pete who, who was on Game Tag Radio. Um, Cause we knew some of the guys o- over there at Epic it was actually like, hey, i come up to the meeting room and check out this 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 fortnight thing that we're doing he's like oh sure and i remember walking up later and standing over his shoulder as he's literally playing what his is now the juggernaut that is Fortnite. so it's like you never know where these things are are gonna come from The you know the next big thing but look look at it now like you're saying it's it, it's gone beyond just gaming it's it's uh what's the word i'm looking for it's a uh, cultural phenomenon is that is that the right word i'm looking for? i would call
1: that that's what i was gonna call it
3: paris yeah yeah absolutely i i I totally get it
1: yeah it's really interesting because it is so special and it's so wild to think that you're in a battle royale right the high stakes we're we're battling Mm -hmm. the best of the best 15 year olds just trying to destroy me and like everything stops for these concerts and everybody comes together and i look around and i'm like Fortnite built this fun universe, right? You got the banana peel guy, you got Jonesy, you got different characters. And like only Fortnite in my mind could truly pull off something so fun, imaginative, and different in such a like shooter, heavy sweat video game. Nobody else, like I think of PUBG. I'm like, you can't pull off a concert like that in PUBG and make it so fun and unique. You know, Battlefield 2042, they could never do something like this. And it's like, man, Epic has created something so cool and unique. And they've done something where it's transcended just the game into these moments that they can create. And everybody from your daughter, to me, to Gary Widow over there can just come and celebrate and have fun. And it's like, man, I'd never thought we'd get to this point in all of my gaming years where we would tune into a video game concert and have to talk about it because it was that good.
2: But yeah, this this is, uh, uh, just real quick. It's it's definitely something that, is a big part of the, the kind of the pop culture conversation right now as games kind of evolve into this thing that we like to call the metaverse. Mike, you know you know as well as I do because you work with me on it. This is something we played around with ourselves last year with Animal Talking where we yeah. took, you know, what was built to be a video game platform and we turned it into a virtual talk show set and we wound up having, uh, you know, Selena Gomez and Sting come perform live on the show and it was Dang. pretty crazy that we got to do that. That, I still don't know how we did that. With Fortnite, it's easier to imagine because Fortnite, Fortnite is now so big. It's not like Ariana Grande is doing them a favor by showing up on their venue. Right. You could argue that Fortnite is doing her a favor, right? Or, or, or at the very least, it's like a mutually beneficial thing, right? It, there's a big, big crossover, in you know, the Venn diagrams uh, between you know someone like Travis Scott or um, uh, Ariana Grande or some of the other big pop culture properties like you know, the latest Chris Nolan movie or Star Wars uh you know Fortnite's done these big cross promotional events yeah they've they've done all of this now and so and 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 so it really has become a a, a space where it's interesting because you were right as Paris said it was a dead game it was a dead game when it before before they brought in the battle royale that game was going nowhere it was it was getting ready to go you know on the trash heap with all the other games that tried something and failed and 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 didn't really get anywhere. And then they was like, oh wait, hold on, this this battle royale stuff, PUBG and H one Z one, it's kind of blowing up. Let's let's give that a try. And you know the, the rest obviously is history. And it's been really really interesting to see how Epic have evolved. I'm the same as Paris. I don't play. I don't give a shit about Fortnite. But you know, it, 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 as as an observer, it's fascinating to watch it evolve from a game into just a place, a space where kids and people go to hang out. And I think, you know, Epic, really the player base kind of took Epic there. Like Epic were were looking at how kids and how people were interacting with the game, what they were doing when they were logging on. Are they socializing? Are they playing the game? What are they doing? And started to kind of craft the game to service what the players were telling them what they wanted, which was again, more just a a virtual space to hang out with friends. And so now it has become this place where you go see a pop concert or you go while you're sort of like a drive-in movie theater or you know an arena you know stadium where you go see a big rock concert and that's that's the amazing thing, and why I don't think there's any end in sight in the short term for Fortnite is again, it is it is so big now that it's. not... I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was Ariana Grande's people that came to that went to Fortnite and said, "Hey, can we do something with you in your space?" Because they see the metrics, they see the numbers, they see the demographics, they see that Fortnite is continues to be. It won't be forever, of course, because nothing is. But for right now and for for the foreseeable future, Fortnite is still one of the hottest things out there for kids of a certain demographic and if you want to reach those kids advertise to them sell an album sell a movie release promote something Fortnite is increasingly you know the venue to do that so from a as a commercial proposition it makes perfect sense from a creative kind of just pop cultural observational position yeah it's fascinating to see um you know the again the metaverse kind of evolve into this kind of more and more compelling thing yeah it's really interesting Gary i guess i never even
1: thought about it until you just said it but i know somebody that was so talented creative and unique that created a space within a space and that's gary widow with animal talking you're so right
2: gary you did that so yeah i got to give you major props I mean, for again that. Not, nothing on Fortnite scale but i don't have anything like their budget and again that's the other great thing <laughs> yeah that's the other that's the other great thing about you know where fortnite is right now is the success builds on the success you know they make so much money Mm -hmm. they make so much money on fortnite now selling those v bucks and all the other kind of the you know the the cosmetics that they sell and everything else that they can afford to build out the platform and just make it bigger and bigger and bigger it's like you know it's like a snowball as it goes downhill it just kind of gathers and gathers and gets bigger and bigger and so i don't know what at some point down the road the fortnite bubble will burst and the next big thing will come along and we'll start talking about that. But they are definitely laying the paving stones, I think, for what's going to be increasingly a really interesting evolution of, you know, basically what can we, what do we do when we sit and we pick up a Nintendo Switch or we turn on our Xbox or we fire up our PC, whatever it is, what are, we, what are we doing when we do that? Are we just playing a game in the conventional sense or are we going to a space where we can decide what kind of social interactions and what kind of experiences we want to have? I feel like the boundaries between you know, games and kind of IRL events is 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 breaking down all the time. And, and Fortnite is really, your credit to them, you know, a, a real kind of leader in that effort right now. Yeah, it was
1: really special. And I think it's something fun for you and your friends to go do over the weekend. It's not a long commitment. It's a 20-minute concert of some interactive fun. And it's actually interesting to bring it back to Xbox, something I think about where they made almost appointment viewing and something to talk about with 1 versus 100, which we've talked about many of times. On the show, and it's really interesting. You hear Gary and Paris talk about that kind of like gaming, but everybody's together in this social space and sharing these once, you know, once in a lifetime moments. It's really, really cool. So we'll see if Xbox will could ever do something like that. But Fortnite and Epic got to give them some big props. Let's jump into the show because we got a short, quick one for you this week. Of course, this is the kind of funny XCast we post each and every Saturday at six a.m west coast best coast time on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteef.com and on podcast services around the globe please remember go on over to youtube.com slash kind of funny games hit that subscribe button because you might miss out on the new blessing show that's right the young king of video games the future class of video games is back with a very special episode of the blessing show telling you what is what's up with roguelikes roguelites Rogue lights. i don't know is there a t is there a K? he's gonna tell us all about it he's gonna get you hip with what you need to know in the video game world and truly and honestly the blessing show is something you want to go check out him and roger put a ton of effort into it you can go catch the latest episode right now youtube.com slash kind of funny games of course it is a new month it's the month of august and we'd like to thank our patreon producers julian the gluten-free gamer james hastings casey andrew Elliot and Brian Ward. Of course, this week, the kind of funny XCast is sponsored by Purple Mattress and Fitbot, but the team will tell you all about that later. Guys, let's jump into the show. Paris, this is going to be about you and I right now because I don't think Gary got into the beta, but I do have a question for Gary later on to get him involved in the conversation. But last week you and i talked all about halo infinite the flight tech preview we only got one day with it pretty much like a couple hours with it before the show now we had the whole weekend to sit on it we had the whole week to digest and really miss it i got i I don't want to play any other games with halo right now (laughs) paris i'm gonna be honest with you and gary but i want to get your thoughts now that we can look back on the four days there Three different Spartan levels. We did get to go PvP for about two hours there as well against other players in Slayer. Three maps. I mean, a lot of fun to be had. So I just want to kind of get your thoughts on, thoughts and impressions of what that weekend was like for you and where you think we're looking heading forward towards release.
3: So before I get into my, my actual thoughts over the weekend, I, I just want to point out what a redemption that 343 has had in the last calendar year. Cause we obviously know all the flack that they got with the initial reveal of the campaign a year ago. And here we are now with this reveal of the multiplayer and people actually getting hands on with it. To me, it, I, I don't want to say universal because nothing is hundred percent, but man, 95% of the comments that I saw over this weekend were just people loving Halo people talking about Halo in a positive way and excited for Halo. You know, I was clearly one of those people as well, just so excited to be having fun playing Halo again. and. When I think about the fun that I had over the weekend, it was so funny. And I, and I know you guys saw the picture I, I posted of my son. So you know, I, I did get the disgruntled fifteen-year-old to actually uh, pick up the sticks after he was watching me play. And it went from oh, "I don't care about this." And then my my nephew came over, and they were just both sitting on the couch playing together. You know, on the S and the X and everywhere. And by by the end of it, he's asking me, "Is is it over?" I was like, "Yes, yeah, son, it's over." We, we were both <laughs> burned out, right? But. Yeah, it was a blast, man. And look, nothing's perfect. Sure, they, there's some weapons they're still going to need to tune. I get all that. But just, you know, not not to repeat too much of what we talked about last week, I enjoyed the three different maps that we got to play on. The weapons felt fun to me. The engagements that we were having felt fun. It, it was actually interesting. I'm curious what your thoughts on this is, Mike. Um, you know, we started off with those marine bots. Those were pretty much easy to figure out. You didn't really have to strategize or anything to do with that. Then we got to those ODST bots. And at first, I was like, oh, hold up, wait a minute. Now they're spamming grenades and doing all this stuff. i was like, oh, we actually have to run some strats here to take them down. I like it. But even that you started to figure out. But here's my question for you. I, I remember the first time I played uh the, the Spartan bots was on the Bazaar Map, which I guess was that Newman Boss or something like that. But we played the Bazaar map, and I thought they were easier than the ODST bots oddly enough they didn't seemingly have the challenge that the odst bots had and and i'm curious what you'll you'll think about that but i'm gonna tell you where the challenge came when they unlocked those two hours for head-to-head pvp i went in with the oh we've been playing bots mentality smoked the first match excuse me, absolutely smoked that first match that we played. But then it was like, okay, wait a minute. You, you're playing against real people. You need to figure it out. And then it was a lot more challenging. And every match was like 50-49, 50-48. Like it was always coming down to the wire ev- every time. And me being the non-skilled Halo player that I am and being a moron, we're in 49-49. 40, I got the hammer. I see the dude. Oh, this is going to be glorious. I'm going to clip it. I'm posting this on Twitter. This is going to be amazing. Missed. Oh, Paris. It kills me. <laughs> and they won. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I never want to play it again. But that Throughout was a lie because I... Highlight now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I instantly wanted to jump back in because that's... It was fun. And that's the oh. whole point of it, right? I, I I think they have such a great opportunity here. If Again, we need to see their modes. We need to see big team battle. We need to see how it's all going to play out but just this tiny vertical slice that they gave us against bots in that two hour window head to head, I was enjoying Halo. And I, I, and I truthfully can tell you, I have not uttered those words in a very long time because I was never a fan of the Halo 5 multiplayer, even though I know people are, 4 never grabbed me, Reach just never got me either. The last time I truly loved Halo multiplayer was Halo 3. And I, I feel like what they did was they took the Halo 2, Halo 3 multiplayer and they brought it to current time. So it still has that feel and nostalgia that we had back in 07, but they've made it a little more modernized for, for today's gamer. And again, I talk about people like my son and all that. I, I think when I think about Sprint as an example, it was, it's almost a happy medium because you, you have your old school people that don't want Sprint at all. You have the people that want Sprint where I don't feel it's too fast, it's not too slow, it's just kind of right in the middle there and kind of hits a sweet spot. Again, I talk about weapon balancing. I think the BR needs needs a little bit of tuning. Um I thought the um oh my god, I'm I'm blanking on the name now, but but not not the auto rifle, but that that commando gun.
1: Yeah, the VLK commando. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I thought I thought that was a little too spicy. I, I, Ooh, I, think, okay. I think I think that needs to get tuned down a little bit. Again, what do I know? I'm a moron. But I think that needs to get tuned down a little bit. Just in just in my, my play. um, I thought the pistol was perfect, to be honest with you. I felt that was good. And, you know, not to litigate the whole thing because it was a technical beta, but they still have some time. They're obviously getting the feedback from this. I just think overall it was it was just extremely positive to me. We could nitpick it to death, but the overall sentiment that I have and it seems the community has is Halo's back. Let's hope they can keep that momentum going uh, through the rest of the technical flights and Well, oh, oh,
1: we just oh, <laughs> where to go? go. Bad now. <laughs> He was get, He was.
2: He was bringing the heat, and the the internet just couldn't
1: handle it. The Discord couldn't handle it anymore.
2: <laughs> it's like the the excitement bandwidth maxed out. Oh my god! That is so
3: is he weird. coming back? There he is. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. This is the second time it's it done that. Second week in a it, row. It, yeah. It just me out been, for no reason. Discord has yeah. been
1: very funky over the past yeah. couple of weeks. But uh, man, Paris, I I got to say you have nailed it. Right? You have said that so well, and I got to agree with you. I mean. Looking at my circle to the online sphere, there is so much excitement. There was so much positivity surrounding Halo. And I don't know if it was because we're in the kind of middle season here between games and this is something new, something fresh, but I have never seen so many people come together universally and just praise 343 and Halo like they did this weekend, right? That was so much fun. And to see the rollout, I think they had a great plan. Like you brought up of the three different levels of Spartan bots and the three different levels itself, they really rolled that out really well, right? Where the first day, like you said, uh, you know, what was it? uh, Marines, too easy, right? right? We're like, oh, okay, this and that. ODST, it's like, okay, here's a little shock to the system. And then to the Spartan bots, it's funny you bring that up. I agree. I think they were almost on the same level for me, Paris. I think if anything, they were probably getting five more kills on us. And it almost felt like at some points, they would be mapped out on what they were supposed to do. And then no matter what, after like 25 steps or 50 steps, whatever that is, they would just stop no matter what. And it's like, you know, if you just kept going for about 10 more steps, you were going to get me, right? Because a couple of these Spartan bots and ODST bots, they would hit you with the crouch in the middle of the game. They Mm -hmm. were throwing perfect nades. But every single time I noticed, it's like, they would finish and it's like oh if you just moved 10 more steps you would have really given me a challenge there but i loved seeing that they're bots in the game right now i can bring gary witta i can bring a G- greg miller into this and be like hey like let's learn the fundamentals let's get you moving and then we can go over there because like you said those 2 hours Holy snap, Paris. That was a shock to the system right there. That was called a reality check. <laughs> yes, of, it was. Oh, you thought you were running rampant on the bots and you thought Halo was back. Well, guess what? You're not ready for this. And I think me, Tim and Andy, we played probably 8 games together and we won a grand total of 2 games out of 8 on PVP and that was when it was like, "Oh, they're not running to the same spot the bots were. Oh, no. they're actually working together. Oh, they're doing this and that." And that was a really, really fun time to the point where when that two-hour two, pe- two hour, uh, period ended, it, it was heartbreaking. It was like, oh, no. I was like your son, like, Dad, is it really over? And 3 for 3 was like, it's over. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, please don't do that. But I was so impressed, and I love seeing the community rally behind it. I love knowing that 3 four, 3 got a good boost, because that was something that they deserved, yes. right? This is a team that took one on the chin and has taken some on the chin over the course of their lifespan, and I think... To go back to the drawing board to come out with what they presented this weekend was truly incredible. And I hope all of them are giving each other some virtual high fives, feeling that kind of hype and excitement and ready to get back to work and really create something special because everybody was feeling that. And man, the three maps pairs, I mean, to start off right there with live fire the three different lanes the underground lane the base on either side was a really great map to start off with and then you move to recharge and i loved the verticality on that right you saw yep. the different areas where the brs would be squaring off i loved the equipment check as well right going from overshield and uh invisibility to hey here's the grapple hook See what you can do, and being able to line that thing up with the rooftops to other Spartans was so much fun to even weapons you could grab was really, really cool. and then finishing off with Bazaar, which I thought was a killer way to end that. Rockets were back on that, you had the you had the needler running around all the maps. I mean, really honestly, I think they did a great job at finding the right weapons and equipment to showcase the maps were perfect, showcasing the bots were great, giving everybody a taste of PvP, I think really took that great weekend and made it exceptional, right? I think everybody was high on the bots, but giving them just the taste of like, this is what it's really like. Here's what you and your friends are going to feel. That was like, okay, we just took this to the next level where we're going to talk about this for a long, long time and people are going to want more of it. So terrific weekend. Like you said, we can nitpick the small things, but they showed off so much there that you should really be appreciative and going back and going, man, this is going to be something special because we even got to go deep on Spartan customization. You saw what the yeah. battle pass would look like. You got to explore challenges and see how you can change your challenges on the fly like they talked about, right? And there's some things that we'll talk about moving forward with the battle pass and how that will react, but they did talk about how you're you're battling bots and there's not going to be XP going into the ba- battle pass off of bots, just challenges at that point. So it will yeah. be interesting to see how that plays, but the different AIs, the color system, right? Getting to see the vehicles like you and I talked about last week up close, along with the weapons and the skins and colors. Terrific. And I just wanted to make sure we had a a little bit of time, you and I, to talk about that, because I was really blown away by this weekend. And I think everybody had a great time.
3: Yeah, I agree, because I'm glad you brought up the Battle Pass thing, because I even heard Tim talking about it on, on Gamescast. Like, hey, why why aren't, aren't I getting XP just for playing the game? But like you said, it makes sense to not do it against bots because yeah. people would would just abuse that and max out their battle pass in like a day if they could. Um, but I, I agree with you. Oh, one other weapon I forgot to bring up. I got the, that was it the bulldog, the, the shotgun? Bulldog shotgun. Le- leave it exactly the way it is. Don't touch <laughs> it, it's perfect. That's what I want. I loved it and I love that you gotta get close. It didn't have a lot of range, which it shouldn't because yes. it's a shoddy. But it was perfect. I, I love that. So I, I think how power weapons are, are going hit, to hit the map and the way we'll be able to utilize them and strategize them is, is going to be a fun dynamic as well. But I'm, I'm waiting for big team battle. That's what I want to see, because yeah. I want to see how the vehicles work in head to head PVP. And obviously we're doing capture the flag and stuff like that, because to, to me, that's where I'm going to live if if i'm playing halo it's going to be in big team battle the majority of the time i love being the being the getaway driver you know with the warthog i i want to do all that stuff so i want to see that and you know that's still tbd we we have to see how it is and and the reason i bring that up is because again if i if i have a nitpick and and i just think this is the community as a whole we need to set realistic expectations i saw some people already declaring this the greatest game ever, and you know, all oh, this—it's better than bu- anything Bungie's ever done, and all is like, whoa, whoa, whoa! This was a weekend against bot. Let's wait until we get the actual final product before we start passing judgment, because we simply don't know. Yes, this was fun. Yes, we liked it. But what if big team battle is is a flop? What if the vehicles aren't tuned correctly? Then everyone's going to complain about that. So it's like, let's wait until we have the final game then you can start to actually judge it for what it is because 343 made this very clear. This is a technical test. It's not perfect. There's going to be bugs. It is TBD. It it could be completely different by the time we get to November knock on wood um, when we get the final game. So just, just, you know, like I said, just to temper expectations a little bit, because I don't think it's fair to them because it wouldn't be fair to them to completely criticize the game. If it wasn't perfect right now, I don't think it's fair to also just 100% say it's the greatest game of all time if they change something by the final product and it doesn't quote unquote live up to your expectation of what you had in the technical beta. So, that's all.
1: Well said, Paris. And let's get our third guy in here, my man Gary Witta. We got a fun user question and it brought back all the memories, Gary, cuz this question revolves around Halo memories. So, coming from Still Chewy, one of the best friends out there, writes, "Since the first public flight for halo infinite is now over and we've all made awesome new memories or traumatizing ones if you have that bot grenade induced PTSD like i do uh what are some old school halo memories you have that have stayed with you over the years i'll always remember staying up way too late on school nights sword glitching out of maps in halo 2 custom games love the show be well everybody so Gary, I thought this would be a fun one because you always have the memories, the stories. And I know Halo is the storied franchise for Xbox. So I'm sure all of us have some great old school Halo memories. So wanted to get you involved because you didn't get it on the weekend. But do you have any good old school Halo memories that
2: you can't? Yeah, when you, you? when you get to my age, Mike, memories are pretty much all you have left. So <laughs> I, I do have some good memories. First of all, just just to kind of, even though I didn't get to to play the flight, I did... Really enjoy watching you and Andy Cortez play uh, during the time that it was it was up. I definitely got a little FOMO watching you play. It looks like a ton of fun. I will be playing it, especially since I can play it on the PC with mouse and keyboard, my native environment. I need every edge uh, I can get, but um, I fully expect to get completely spanked. I've been playing some other competitive uh, shooters the past couple of weeks and just I remind it just reminded me why I don't play them because I've just been getting slapped around. It's not fun for me. Uh, but you know Halo is um is definitely something that I'm gonna try to at least get some proficiency in when it comes out later this year. In terms of memories so I don't have a lot of multiplayer memories because again, I I played I played a little bit of Halo multiplayer and I was like, you know what? I'm never going to be able to be competitive. I never played a lot of Halo multiplayer. I probably made, made five, six hours of Halo multiplayer across all the games ever. Really not that much. Infinite, I think hopefully will change that. But all of my good memories come from the single player campaign and I got to go all the way back, back to the beginning. I got to go back 20 years. Xbox, original Xbox, the original game. Uh, the very first time I played it, I've told this story on the podcast before. I kind of, you know, I, I reviewed it uh for official xbox magazine the launch issue that they did back in uh, 2001 and i uh, i sat down in front of the xbox kind of with my they put that big ass duke controller in my hands and i was a little bit kind of you know sat down arms folded like coming from a pc background you know where you know there was a lot of snobbery and still is about you know controller versus mouse and keyboard and what is the superior because we all know mouse and keyboard is always uh going to be superior maybe this maybe the gettys method that we learned about last week you know, with the left hand on the thumbstick and the right hand on the mouse <laughs> is going to be that hybrid model might be the way forward. But for right now, you know, I, I always preferred mouse and keyboard. And I remember sitting down and thinking, there's no way with these twin thumbsticks you're going to, you know, because other games have tried it and failed uh, at about an hour into that first mission. Uh, thinking, man, they really have done it. Like, they've made console shooters viable in a way they weren't before. And then on the other and the other end of that experience, I, I don't even remember, like, what the narrative context of it was. I just remember the absolute chaos of that final single-player campaign level driving the warthog out and trying to escape as everything was exploding around me and thinking, this is, like, really, really epic. Uh, and just having a great experience with that whole uh, narrative campaign. Again, in all honesty, I've never, ever fully engaged with the Halo universe the mythology. I did, I actually worked a little bit on the last game and just, you know, just kind of sitting around kind of helping them kind of pick the bones out of the mythology. And my thing all along was like, there's too much mythology, it's too dense. I don't know, I don't know what all these, who who's this guy and who's that guy? Like you gotta find a way to kind of make this easier to onboard new players. Cause it is at this point, it's a very, 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 very dense mythology and i'm not i'm hoping that halo infinite will find a way to introduce new players into that that doesn't require you know like a halo encyclopedia on your desk to know what's happening if they're smart that's exactly how they've approached the storytelling in this new game because we do have this challenge right as apparently i thought it was great to see paris's um son engaging with the game because we talked exactly about that right i spoke to a couple of teenage kids sons of a, of a friend of mine and i said listen do you, you tell me is halo cool or is that something that your dad plays and oh yeah that's a game for dads but I, I, I'm very encouraged, as I'm sure all Halo fans will be, to see the anecdotal story of uh, of Paris's kid kind of going, uh, "Dad's playing Halo, that's lame," and then an hour later going, "You know, can I have one more turn?" Yeah. Like that's really, <laughs> really that that's probably the most encouraging thing to come out of this whole experience. Is seeing that you know, if if kids are willing to give it a try, they will realise you know, dad games can be can be pretty pretty cool as well. So I'm a, I'm very enthused by that. Um, but no, all of my memories really come from the single player campaign. like the, the ones I remember the best are the original game. You know, you only, you always remember your first time playing um you know, a, a kind of a classic storied franchise. And when I think about Halo memories, it's really the beginning and the end of the experience. The first hour on the pillar of autumn finding finding your way through the Covenant and thinking, man, this really works. Like they've got, the, the scripted events are great. The music is epic. The weapons feel good. The thumbstick controls work. It's really clicking. Just thinking, holy shit, they really did it. And then however many hours later that it was, that final level escaping in the Warthog, warthog as the environment is kind of collapsing around you, thinking this is really, really epic. I have so many fond memories of the story campaign from that first game.
1: Yeah, I love you always telling those stories. And that makes me smile because... Man, oh, man, how historic. So long ago, Gary, and you were there holding that Duke controller and feeling that moment. That's so cool. Paris, I know you got some great stories as well. So hit me with one of your favorite Halo memories.
3: Well, you know, I, I've talked a little bit about, about the stuff already on the show, so I'll try to not, not repeat it too much. Because, you know, I've said I went to the E3 in 01, saw it on the show floor. It was buggy. Ah, this will never work. Wind up picking it up at launch, sat on it for a month before I even actually played it. And then obviously the rest is history, but
2: he's done it again. The he's rest done was it again with the, I, the rest was history, y'all. The rest is history, God and he's damn. out. What a perfect mic yeah. drop that was!
3: <laughs> I don't know what's it going always, on with Paris, that.
4: Paris, here's the thing it always drops you the most hilarious. Moments. Yes, I know that's great. <laughs> Discord's doing they're listening in and they're doing it on purpose.
3: I think they are. I really do. that uh, That's so weird. I gotta figure out what's going on with that. Uh, but as I was gonna say, just kind of my, my greatest Halo memory for me would be that November 9th, I guess that was 04, right? Um, At at midnight, running over there, I think it was the EB game still at the time, getting my copy, coming home and signing into Xbox Live. And I think we, we owe so much to Bungie and that Halo 2 game at that moment for making Xbox Live what it is today. And quite honestly, what multiplayer gaming is today. Just, I'll never forget being up all night with my friends on Zanzibar, you know, just just all those memories of playing at multiplayer, mm-hmm. just all these things like, wow, they really did it. They really did it. This actually works. We're all playing together. We're all hopping from game to game in the corner. What did they call it the virtual couch? I forget what it was called. But you know what I'm saying that they had in Halo two that didn't exist before then. That all started with that game. And it, it just it just it just transformed online gaming. and. Like I said, I, I have so many fond memories of Halo 2. And it obviously just bled on it into Halo 3, just kept the momentum going. But I mean, it's that, that's the thing. I think that's why, like even for myself, why I've I've talked so passionately about Halo over the past few months on why I think it can't just be okay. It has to be great. If you want to get my son to to come play, and obviously we've even seen with just this, he's at least interested in it. I think the free-to-play portion of it is going to be huge for them. I actually expect the PC community for Halo to be quite big for that very, for that very factor. You know, there's going to be so many people that can easily just go engage with it, but there's a lot of fun to be had there. And I know we're like, oh, you got to add battle royale. And we talked about all, all that stuff. And I know there was the voice thing that was in there. I mean, they've convinced me enough that they don't need battle royale, at least right away. I think just doubling down and doing what they do best seems to be the right play for them. So I I will absolutely own that. I I think I I, I was wrong on that one. But um, yeah, just (laughs) there's, there's so many memories. And a lot of my memories aren't me having success. They're they're more of me doing something really dumb. (laughs) And and we lose or whatever, but you laugh about it, and you're having fun with it. And, and that's Halo. It's supposed to be fun. And I think Gary, again, brought up the great point when he was talking about it, I remember playing GoldenEye and Perfect Dark, uh, you know, on the N sixty four. You know, they had the multiplayer modes in there, but it still never felt as good as playing something like Unreal Tournament or whatever on PC. That was always where, if you wanted to do a competitive first person shooter game, arena game, you got you had to go to PC to go play it. Halo was, I mean, that's what I'm. Again, Halo changed all of that. It it made it possible to say, yep first person shooters can work on a console in a competitive way. It can work and they did it. And here we are now. We, like I said, I think we owe so much to Bungie and, and that game back in those early days to, to really get us to where we are right now in 2021. And we got Ariana Grande having concerts in the freaking game. You know, <laughs> she, it's incredible It's right. And it's funny. I love hearing your guys'
1: memories and there's so many others that have, memories just like us. And I hope that everybody watching on YouTube right now or on the podcast service, you come over to the YouTube channel, leave a comment, tell us your favorite memories of Halo, whatever it may be. I want to hear it. I want to read it. We all want to cherish it with you because these are memories that will last for a lifetime. And, you know, Halo for me, Halo is my gaming lineage. That is a huge pillar in my gaming life and something that I will never forget. And I'll always cherish. I think back to Halo 2 and as you brought up Xbox Live, right? And this was a pivotal time in my life being an eighth grader That that moment and going to AJ Tesserero's house every single day after middle school. And he had an older brother, Phil, who was three years older and would bring all of his friends. So it was one room filled with Eighth graders that were all my friends, and the other room right next door was filling all of his friends. And his mom and dad worked tirelessly to get all the Ethernet cables run through, set up all different Xbox Live accounts. And I will never re- forget screaming, yelling, laughing at big team battles, Slayer arenas, with all these kids coming together from different age groups and bonding. It wasn't the sibling rivalry. It wasn't, oh, I hate you because you're older. It was, we're playing a game and we're having fun. And from there, it just progressed, right? I'll never forget AJ's mom, Gina, made me my first ever Xbox Live account. She went out of her way to make XX Sick Nasty (laughs) 22XX, right? And I had that for years because of Gina and AJ. And from there, it progressed, of course, to senior year of high school, Halo 3. I remember there were two pivotal midnight launches for me the Xbox 360, where me and my lovely mother sat outside Circuit City to get me an Xbox 360. And then there was Halo 3 when I went by myself to the local GameStop. And I will never forget the crowd of people down at the parking garage. There was a big party with music lights, land parties going on, and the excitement around what would be Halo 3's launch and getting my copy at midnight, running home, staying up all night on a school night when I definitely should not have been staying up that late Coming into school, and I remember I had first period film lit, and we were watching The Departed. And I remember going in and thinking, I am so tired. I'm going to close my eyes in the middle of this movie. And I looked next to me, and there was a kid that I never talked to ever. And he was, like, half asleep at his desk. And he looked at me, and he goes, Halo 3? And I was like, Halo 3. And we immediately, hey, what's your name? Oh, I'm Ben. I'm Mike. We're talking about the intro, the new guns. We're talking about all the brutes, everything that had to be done with that game. And it was like a moment. It was like, man, this brought us all together. This is what gaming's about. And Halo stayed with me ever since. And I think a lot of those memories come from multiplayer, like I always talk about, the announcer, right? Double kill, triple kill, road kill, like all of that will always warm my heart. And Halo has been a huge facet of my life. And to see this weekend happen, like me and Paris have discussed, where It was fun. It was great. And people rallied behind it. And it felt like, man, here's a community. This is what I feel. And I love seeing my friends like it. I love seeing people that I've never met before talk about it and show off their awesome clips. It was a big deal to me. And so when I think of Halo, it will always be something special. And Spartan 117 will probably live with me forever, right? I have everything is around him in my life, from the Xboxes to the collector's editions. And I absolutely love Hearing your guys' memories, thinking of mine, thinking about my friends and all that. And all the times, it was so much fun. So I really can't wait to see the comments and hear all of y'all's because this episode, it's short, it's brief. And, you know, we're going to take some time to talk
0: about our memories. So I hope we can hear all of yours. This show is brought to you by Purple Mattress. Doesn't it seem like the world's against us from getting a good night's sleep this time of year? Heat waves, noisy neighbors, California earthquakes, stress, so much is working against us. But when you have a purple mattress, you can sleep cool and comfortable no matter what the world throws at you. That's because only purple mattresses have the grid. It's unique ventilated design allows air to flow through to help you sleep cool, uh, even when it feels like it's a thousand degrees out. Kinda funny zone, Joey Noel loves her purple mattress. She sleeps like a baby and I can tell you firsthand, she seems like a very well Person. Try your purple mattress risk free with free shipping and returns. Financing is available as well. Purple is comfort reinvented. Right now, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. Go to purple.com slash kind of funny 10 and use promo code kind of funny 10. That's purple.com slash kind of funny 10. Promo code kind of funny 10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. purple.com slash kind of funny 10. Promo code kind of funny 10. Terms apply. We're also brought to you by FitBod. I started going to the gym recently and I can tell you firsthand, doing the same workout sucks. Don't get stuck doing the same workouts. Making progress toward the future you means overcoming new challenges. There's no perfect body that everyone can achieve, but what we can do is continually become a better version of ourselves. No workout is one size fits all. FitBod creates a fitness program that continually adapts to you, so you stay challenged with new exercises, pacing, and intensity based on where you are and where you want to be. Tim and his friends have been using FitBod and they've been over the moon about the results. It's a must have for tracking your own fitness. No equipment, no worries. FitBod has bodyweight routines for those looking to get fit at home or on the go. Pick up the pace on your fitness journey with FitBod today and your future self will thank you. Get 25% off your membership at FitBod.me kfgames. That's 25% off at FitBod.me kfgames. But guys, we got to keep it moving cuz
1: I got a small time frame before I got to let y'all get off to the weekend. So let's move in to part number 2 right now cuz we got a big moment here, y'all. You ready for this? We got a brand new controller for Gary Whittaker. Oh my gosh, Gary Whittaker, the Aqua Shift Special Edition controller has been announced, has been shown off, is going to be available August 31st, 2021. It's a color shifting blue shimmer and Swirl Grips, Gary. This is a red-hot controller, or should I say, icy blue controller. But Gary, I know you love controllers, and I know we love looking at these awesome controllers that Barrett has up on the screen, but guess what? Sometimes you got to rank them. And now we have five special edition controllers, and we got to rank these suckers. We got to rank them. So before we do that, Gary, give me your read right now on this Aqua Shift controller. I mean,
2: I pre-ordered it immediately. I, <laughs> I went straight to the pre-order screen, and like, I don't need it. I really don't. There's <laughs> never been such a, a, a wide gap between want and need, but it didn't stop me for even a second. Because as we've discussed on the podcast before, I have officially now crossed the Rubicon into saying, "Well, I just collect these now." It's not that I need <laughs> another one. It's just, but when you need collect. You got to have it. I actually did the. I actually did the inventory uh, this morning. I have 15 Xbox Series controllers right now. (laughs) I got two white, two black, red, blue, uh, electric vault, um, uh, the Butterfinger Special Edition one, the Yakuza Special Edition, Mm -hmm. uh, the ZOA, uh, all three of the Space Jam special editions. The only one that I don't have of like the official lineup is that camo red one. Because I just I just don't like that camo effect. That's not for me. Daystrike, Strike, okay. But so I got the electric vault one the other day, and it really is a thing of beauty. It's so bright and luminescent in real life, even, even, even more so than the photographs. It really does pop. I love the electric It's currently my favorite, I think. But this Aqua one especially with that kind of bioluminescent kind of color-shifting thing on the backside. It just looks gorgeous. Microsoft is killing it right now with the controller aesthetics. Really, really good.
1: Absolutely.
3: Oh, did we lose Uh Mike? Uh Uh Uh-oh. Now we lost Mike. What is happening today? They're like, oh, Discord, like, they're on to us. Let's take it to Mike. What? Yeah, let's go get Mike now. Keep keep the moving
2: targets. This is wild today. What is happening today? I think was having
4: problems earlier on the stream.
3: Yeah, scary. I wonder. I wonder what the issue is. It's very strange. And
0: the servers, well, servers uh, are being messy. Uh,
3: until he comes back, this is the greatest controller ever made. Th- this will never. Oh, be Oh, is top. that your
2: custom? Oh, I, yeah. see, I, I forgot. Yeah, my two design labs. I forgot about those, and you've got yours yeah. as well. Yeah.
4: yeah. I love my design labs controller. Oh, there uh, he is. He's, there he's back. He's
1: back. He's. Oh, back. I am back. Oh, right? oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm back. That's awesome. We lost
2: you right as you started that, talking. That's
1: all. Well, good. That's fine. We can cut me off. But uh, so, guys, five controllers. And I got to ask y'all to rank them. So if you look at your kind of funny Slack message right now, I've given you all Shit. five. Now, I'm not counting the special Looney Tunes. I'm not counting the Butterfinger. We're not even going to count the carbon black or robot white. We're just going to look at the special colors right here. That one's fire, Paris, and you know that. <laughs> that one's fire and you know it. But so far, we have had Shock Blue, Pulse Red, Day Strike Camo, Electric Volt, and Aqua Shift. So I want to go to each of you and just kind of get a read on what you're feeling, and then of course I'll ask you one more question at the end. But uh, Paris, I'm going to kick it to you right now. You have five. I want you to rank it from five to one. What are your favorites?
3: Okay, so from five to one, day strike camo would be five. Okay. Um, I would put wait
2: is wait is five the best or the worst? Five's the worst.
3: Five's the worst. Okay, all right, right, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say day strike camo would be five for me. Okay. Aqua, Aqua shift would be four whoa okay you're not you're not feeling wait, the, wait, the, wait, the the, the wait, aqua wait wait is aqua shift the new one yeah, yeah just oh my one. bad my bad i screwed it up. i'm sorry sorry no no shock blue would shock be blue. Four. Okay, yeah okay. sorry 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 and then i would put pulse red oh okay would be three then i would say the aqua shift my wow. my number one's at Electric Volt.
2: Now, are, wow. we inclu- are we not including the white one? Because that is available as no. its own color, even though it ships with the
1: Series S. I'm not going to include the uh, the two generic ones. OK, though. got Robot white and carbon black. Yeah, I'm just going to count the colors here.
3: This
4: is your number one?
3: I wow. like I, 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 I don't like your tone or the way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this yeah. is my number one. <laughs>
1: It's just after uh, he just the held up a yellow vault? controller. Yeah, just... yeah uh, let me tell you, like, the electric like, that vault. Is I thick. think
4: looks better because like this this electric vault doesn't know what it wants to be. Is it a lime green? Is it kind of yellow? Yeah, <laughs> It kind of reminds me of like Gatorade colors and like but that's no, kind it's of, great. Like, it's unhealthy a great combo color. Little yeah, too. I don't know. This is this is a little much for me. This one's a little much. I'm sorry. I, I, I but I'm I'm I respect. Your love for the controller. Do you? I <laughs> like disagree.
1: <laughs> I disagree like with you, it, but respond. I
4: respect it. Just like we can both disagree with Ka about his takes <laughs> on DC movies,
1: but we can still respect him, you know. Um oh, that that's a good lineup right there. And yeah, seeing your custom controller, I can definitely see why electric Volt is number one for you, Paris. I can definitely dig that. I am a little blown away that the day strike is kind of low for you. Kind of yeah. blown away by yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna be some differences in all of our
2: tastes here in a minute.
1: Gary so, Winter, to, you're up.
2: Okay, so I'm mostly in line with you, Mike, with one change. Day Strike Camo is definitely the bottom one for me. I'm just not it's the only it's the only one I haven't picked up. It's just a little too duck dynasty
3: for me, yeah. I think. It's just not it's not my vibe. <laughs> um it's probably Barrett's number one. Nah, this is <laughs> trash.
2: This is don't don't um, just because I'm from off the The, re- mean the, I'm the red and the blue trash. I Come like on. equally, although I think okay. I'd probably have to give give the red the edge over the blue. So I'd go Day Strike Camo be the worst, then the blue, then the red. Okay. And then it's hard because I, I, we haven't seen the aqua shift in hand yet, right? We all we've seen is pictures, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when you actually see them in the flesh, it's like for example like I said earlier, the electric vault is actually even more bright and kind of luminescent and in your face, like lime green, mm-hmm. when you actually see it than you do than it shows up in photographs. So. But I'm I'm going to assume, and I'm I'm going to give a predictive top five based on what I think it's going to be when the when the aqua blue shows up. I think I think it's going to be electric volt, which is currently my number one to get shifted into number two, and I think that like the aqua shift is going to come in hot number one with a bullet. Oh, I love
1: that. Okay, all right, Gary. Well, I'm much different than YouTube because I actually have day strike camo pretty high over on my list, so I'm going to go with shock blue at number five pulse red at number four electric volt at number three then day strike camo number two right now digging just how different it is with a little bit of change with the camo i think goes a long way and then i'm going to put aqua shift at number one just i mean that backside of the aqua shift right the swirl on the grips looks so so good and I wanted to get the gauge of where we're at right now. And I like that all of us have a little bit of different takes, different number ones, different number fives right there. Uh, but I was saying when I got cut off that uh, after they announced the Aqua Shift, I had to write up a nice hype message to the team members over at Xbox to say, wow. What an awesome controller you guys have just put out there. Oh, Shout is. out to the design mm-hmm. team. Awesome. Shout out to the marketing team. Can we, really something special.
2: Can we take a moment to hear uh, Barrett's? Because he's kind of oh. the podcast contrarian, and he's done okay. it again, not not vibing on the electric <laughs> vault that everyone else runs. So I kind of uh, want to hear where, he, where he's at. All right.
1: Of course, Gary. All
4: right. So I think at n- number five, I would go the, the red camo. It is very Duck Dynasty. It is very like, okay. yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it, it's just it, it reminds me a little bit too much of home and like the people back home that I don't want to associate <laughs> oh, with. Oh, okay, okay. You know, okay, so I'm just like, okay. I'm, I'm just real cold on shot. this uh, controller. Not to hear those
2: dueling banjos every time you pick that controller up. You yeah, know?
4: Uh, I don't know if Ohio is, okay, whatever. We're getting some semantics of <laughs> the middle of the fucking country. Um, and then... And number 4 this unhealthy pea colored controller wow that's all oh, I can, okay that's a wild finger i see wow. this controller i'm sorry i'm sorry y'all but again like uh, like i liked the the more bold yellow color that paris uh, paris's custom controller is again i just yeah. feel like there's a weird in between in this uh, this controller that i just don't personally vibe with uh, number 3 i'd go the the blue this kind of i don't know sure, why blue. but it gives me kind of vibes from like the the like uh solid N64 uh blue uh, controller, mm, okay. which gives me a little bit of nostalgia, so I kinda fuck with it. Uh I like the red uh pulse red controller just with the 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 combination of the red, black, and white. I just I think that's pretty hot. And then number one, honestly, the that aqua shift is mm-hmm. is looking pretty. Everyone's hot got right aqua now.
2: shift at number one, and we haven't yeah. even yeah. seen it yet. We've just seen pictures. Yeah.
4: yeah. I mean I haven't seen, seen any it. honestly, I haven't seen any of these controllers in person. I've just seen them in pictures. The only controllers mm-hmm. I have here are the Mandalorian controllers with uh, Grogu and uh, Mando, uh, Mando. And then I've got the, the white one that came with the Series S and then my uh, watermelon-inspired custom
1: controllers. So, Okay, okay. Well, a lot of differing opinions and a lot of awesome controllers. I think this team has really come out of the gate swinging with the customization. Of course, Xbox Design Lab is now available and these special edition controllers. I mean, they've really jumped out the next generation with some colors and some fun, which is really awesome because, you know, Paris, you talked about the Spartan and you've always talked about gaming because you have so many choices and being unique and being you, I think that goes a long way with the controllers. So that's something special. Of course, along with your Halo memories, let us know down in the comments below what's your ranking of the five colored controllers. I need to know, I want to know, and uh, let's see where everybody puts Day Strike Camo because that seems to be the one that's kind of everywhere right now. I
3: have a question since we're talking controllers and Halo and Spartans yeah. and all that, do you think they're going to do something not only for Infinite, but for the 20-year anniversary as yes. far as like a cut? Yeah, it just, it just seems like they should, right?
1: Man, you know, the Hyperkin Duke controller
3: that they partnered
1: up with and allowed this team to create bad is bad. really, really special, yeah. right? And this yeah. comes in to see through green and red they had as well. I don't know, Paris, what do you put on the 20th? Right? Do you put that 20 Xbox logo that they put on the T-shirts? They probably will to stay consistent. What what do you think you're seeing in a 20th anniversary? Like the Halo, right? Our good friend Popart just came out with the Needler one that they just sold, which is cool. But like, what do you see as the 20th anniversary one is the one I can't quite picture in
3: my head quite yet. Uh, Ironically enough, what I'm picturing, as a matter of fact, I'll grab it for the video people. Yeah, yeah. So... The one that we got the ZOA controller that we got. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm picturing something similar to this kind of the black and the like, obviously the black control, but, but like the gold would be that 20 year anniversary logo, Ooh, I'm, I'm okay. kind of picturing something like that. But then I, like I said, I would take it a step further. I would imagine they're going to do something for, for Halo Infinite as well, since it's also the 20 year anniversary of Halo. They could do something special with you that. You might see a
2: couple of SKUs. They've done plenty yeah. of uh, Halo um, special edition consoles and controllers over the years. They usually yeah. skin them in that kind of battle damaged navy green with the UNSC branding. I think it, yeah. I think you'll see something similar to that. And whether or not they do one for Halo twentieth and Xbox twentieth, because obviously it's both. Again, I still would love to see to see them go really crazy and do an Xbox Series X or even an S in that kind of suitcase uh the old-fashioned original Xbox that Mike's got behind him right there. Um I think what I would I would love to see. That might might be asking a bit too much. I think they probably will just skin the existing design. But I'm hoping
3: they'll do something because you know again 20th anniversary, it's a big deal. I, I would imagine they could probably get away doing the S like and give it the the mm. original Xbox skin just right. for coo- cooling purposes. Like the X, I think because of the way it cools and everything, that, yeah. that might get a little tricky, but the S seems like a good compromise in that you can make it look like an original xbox you know sell it whatever they're going to do with it and and put it out but that that i think that would be cool cool. yeah i love that i also really
1: quick i was going to ask you guys what do you want to see next from the controller team and i just wanted to bring up the phantom colorway that's where it starts off with the solid color and then starts to go into transparent mode up at the top i really hope we see that return for the controllers i know that was a big fan favorite but We got to get the heck out of here, guys. Okay, time is running up. I got a couple of things to quickly run off with. And then I'm going to ask you one final question. People need a Game Pass recommendation. So you two, start racking your brain on the best Game Pass games you would recommend to friends. But for all of our best friends out there, as we wrap up the show, here's some big heads up that I want you to know about. Hey, guess what? On August 10th, that's Tuesday, this coming week at 9 a.m. Pacific time, there will be a second ID at Xbox and Twitch Indie Showcase. If you don't remember, the first one was an awesome indie showcase over on Twitch alongside with ID at Xbox. It went on for about four to five hours and showcased a a lot of awesome indie games. They just announced this week that ID at Xbox and Twitch Indie Showcase will have a second one with a return August 10th. That's this coming Tuesday at 9 a.m. So, wanted to make sure you knew about that. Of course, here's your Game Pass updates. For August, out right now. Curse of the Dead Gods on Cloud Console and PC. Dodgeball Academia on Cloud Console PC. Katamari Reroll, Cloud Console and PC. Luminous Remastered, Cloud Console and PC. That's Greg Miller's favorite game. I actually sat through a play session with him. Kind of blew my mind. Cool music, different vibe. Didn't know what was happening, but he was smiling and I was having fun. Skate, for all you skaters out there, Skate number one is coming to console. And I hope. Paris's kids, go play that one because that's the OG, oh, and that's fun. Skate 3 comes to Cloud, and uh, Starmancer comes the Game Preview on PC, an ID at Xbox game. On August 12th, Art of Rally comes to Cloud, Console, and PC. This is an awesome game that you really got to check out. It's going to catch your eye. It's going to be a ton of fun drifting and driving these cars. You're going to be wowed by it because it's really, really awesome. August 13th, the big dog arrives, Hades cloud console and pc what a combo to have hades on all three as well guys very impressive right there uh looking forward to trying it on cloud to be honest with you august 17th microsoft Solitaire solitary uh collection premium edition that's solitaire the card game correct gary winner yes unbelievable check that out that's coming to pc and then of course leaving the service leaving on august 8th you have grand theft auto 5 on cloud and console so Get your shark bucks, go play a bunch of Cl- Grand Theft Auto online. Leaving August 15th, Ape Out on PC, Crossing Souls on PC, Darksiders Genesis Cloud Console and PC, Don't Starve Cloud Console and PC, Final Fantasy VII Cloud Con- uh, Console and PC, Train Sim World 2020 Cloud Console PC. Guys, to end the show, I got a fun one for you. One of the best friends out there wrote in, This is from Steven. A.K.A. Even Steven, he writes, what are the best slash must play game pass games? What is your must play go to recommendation? So, Paris, I'm going to kick it to you. Then we'll go to Gary. I'll hit you with a couple and we'll get out of here.
3: You know, I I, I think I, I talk all the time about this when we talk about game pass, but, but Spirit Fair is right, right at the top Ooh. for me. Donut County's a fun little game that, that you can play on there. Um, I, I want to give a lot of love to the to the guys that that made um, Rain on Your Parade. It's just a fun ass game to play. That's on Game Pass. But I actually want to keep it a little more mainstream. Ooh. Go play Ge- Go play Gears Five. Go play Forza Horizon Four. Mm. Go jump on the Master Chief Collection. And mm. and I, I know I've been critical of this, but I think if you're really digging Halo and you're really into it, go play Halo Five. If you yeah,
0: <gasps> wow, good pull. Go, just
3: just go do Gears- it play it to at least understand what some of the criticisms have been about the campaign. And yeah. like I said, that multiplayer hasn't been my cup of tea, but I know a lot of people love it. And finally, I'm I'm going to say Hades uh, because Ooh. when that game drops, it's brand new to me because I haven't played it and I'm super excited to play it. And yeah, it's, it's on game pass and it was the game of the year last game year. game of the so. year.
1: 2020. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Great recommendations there, Paris. And I got to say, you brought me into Donut County and I absolutely loved that. I love that you always bring up Spirit Fair. So some good
2: pulls there, Paris. Great job. Gary
1: Witter, what are your must-play Game Pass games right now?
2: So Paris did a good job of kind of, you know, listing kind of the greatest hits, the big marquee stars of Game Pass, you know, Gears, Forza, Master Chief. You obviously you gotta knock those out. I'm just gonna give you like three personal favorites of mine, lesser known um one is this little game called lonely mountains downhill and if you've Ooh. ever played this one yes, so I much fun this really cute little uh, kind of downhill mountain biking game and when you when you get some speed up and you get down those mountains it really has this great sense of exhilaration and adrenaline and some really really gnarly crashes as well like, there's no blood and guts or anything but it's like man when you like when you do like a big face plant or go over the side of a cliff on your mountain bike at 50 miles an hour you can you're constantly going oh like you really feel it Really, really fun game. Lonely Mountains Downhill. Absolutely love that game. Um, Tetris Effect Connected. I got to give the shout out to that. I still think the best Tetris game ever made. Just absolutely incredible. Especially uh, if if you remember, it dropped on PlayStation first, just as Tetris Effect. But when it came to Xbox, they turned it into Tetris Effect Connected and added the one thing that was missing from the PlayStation version, uh, which was uh, the multiplayer. It's also coming out on... PC later this month. I so I imagine that will drop on PC Game Pass as well, but for Xbox right now Tetris Effect Connected there's no better Tetris experience out there. And then the last one, you know I you, know, you know I you know I got to call it out, my favorite game of last year, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yes, it's on Game would. Pass <laughs> with all the other Yakuza games. Just incredible. I had so much fun with it. Ichiban Kasaga is one of the greatest video game protagonists of all time. <laughs> I loved every minute I spent in that game. Cannot recommend it highly enough. One of my one of my favorite things of, of, of the past year was I talked about it so much on Twitter that many many people went and tried it and again that's a media game pass what's the harm I've already I already basically own it let me give it a try. I had so many people respond to me on social media saying I played Yakuza like a dragon because of your recommendation I'm so glad I did thank you for like one of the most you know for, for recommending one of the most fun games I've played in a long time So I'm gonna keep doing it if I can turn one person on to how good Yakuza like a dragon is this uh, my contribution to this podcast will have been worthwhile can I cheat? Can I cheat? Yeah. Because I to-
3: I totally blanked and not mentioned the Bethesda games. I sometimes I forget Bethesda's yeah. on Game yeah. Pass. Yeah. But they're all there. Go play Dishonored. Go it's, play Dishonored 2. Yes. yes. Go check yes. out all the Fallout games. Yes. And absolutely, Evil yes. Absolutely. Go play play. Go play Prey, <laughs> if I could say pray. it right. Mm. Play that. And then Doom the Doom games Ooh. as well. It's like yeah. I mean Again, the Wolfenstein games are. Come on, too many. It's so good. I I
4: totally agree. Dishonored two, I I I will back up till the and I'll shout the love of that game to uh, till the end of time. Uh, I also want to give it one shout out one time, Mikey. Yeah, please. Um, to Grim Fandango Remastered. Uh, you know, I've been okay. singing okay. the praises of, of Psychonauts 1 recently and telling people to go play that before Psychonaut 2 uh, drops later this month. But go back to a classic. Go back to Grim Fandango, uh, a LucasArts game uh, with the, some of the same minds behind a lot of the Double Fine games. Uh, really creative world, really great story, uh, classic point and click adventure type of game. One of my, One of the games I have like, the oldest memories of ever playing. Um, this is like one of my first games I remember playing. So I, I highly recommend checking that out. It's on Game Pass. Uh, check it out.
1: I love that. Thank you guys for all that. And even Stevens, I'm going to give you one because, of course, it's easy to look at that first party lineup. And actually, I was scrolling through Game Pass today preparing for the show, and I was wowed, right? I think you see the first parties, you see now Bethesda in there like Paris brought up, and like you're just blown away by the options, right? And so I wanted to give you some that are third party, maybe lesser knowns, or maybe just something that will surprise you on game pass. So burnout paradise, go out there and race and have some fun city skylines. If you're looking for a fun Sim city simulator on your console, go play city skylines. I will always yell and brag about how great rage squid and descenders is. If you like downhill mountain biking, if you're looking for that extreme sports kick, like you missed from SSX tricky, go play descenders. You'll absolutely love it. Dirt 5. If you're into Forza whatsoever, if Forza grabs you, go try Dirt, because Dirt 5 is really, really special. Killer Queen Black is a great multiplayer game for you and your friends to all boot up. Gary Whitta, I wish I could give you a giant hug, because I have Lonely Mountains Downhill on my list, because I love that game. Paris's kids and I will always scream about Skate 3, because it's a must play, and Skate is coming back, and I will finish it off with Subnautica. Go get lost in this underwater world. It's beautiful, it's enticing, it is magical, and it's also a little scary. So go out there and check out Subnautica because it's a ton of fun. But with that, guys, it's time to wrap up this episode of the Kind of Funny Xcast. We want to thank each and every one of all of our best friends watching and listening over on youtube.com/slash kind of funny games and of course on podcast services around the globe. Please, 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 if you made it this far. Go on down to the comments, leave a like, and let us know your Halo memories and where you rank the latest Xbox controllers. We want to know what colors you love, what you vibe with, and what you don't vibe with. Let us know in the comments below. But Let's get out of here, guys. Gary Whittle, what are you doing this week? Where can everybody find you? And let's get you off and running. Uh-
2: Thinking maybe some more Death's Door, maybe some more Fall Guys, definitely some more World War Z. It's a lot, yeah, everyone's into Back for Blood right now because it's new and I get it. And that's it's it's mm-hmm. new, hotness and it's in beta. Um, but if you are interested in that kind of Left for Dead, kind of four player co-op zombie, you know, kind of squad shooter vibe, don't sleep on World War Z. The Game of the Year edition is out right now. Uh, Aftermath, which is the big new update, is coming out next month. I don't think it gets talked about enough, but in that kind of Left for Dead, you know, Back for Blood. Base that's so popular right now world war z is really really good and i'm enjoying a hell out of playing it with friends right now
1: great recommendation and awesome to see that you'll be gaming and having a good weekend paris lily let's get you the freak home tell me where can everybody find you what are you up to this weekend
3: you can find me right here on kind of funny you can find me at Gamer Tag radio um i'm on twitter at vicious696 and my own youtube channel which is my name paris what i will be playing is i fully expect to be playing with you mike and we're gonna play Back for Blood because yes. I'm I'm back home now. <laughs> I've been itching to jump into that beta, so so that's my plan for the weekend.
1: I love that, and that is my plan for the weekend as well. Is jump into some Black for Blood with the gang. Uh, I'm missing Halo, and I'm kind of lost without Halo. But I'm excited to check out a new one with Back for Blood. I know this is really exciting for everyone. Turtle Rock Studios making that Left for Dead type feel once again, and I think everybody's excited. Can't wait to check it out with you, Paris, because. We got campaign levels to play and we can even touch on that PVP and see what we think about that. So some exciting stuff this weekend. Of course that has been the kind of funny X cast on behalf of Barrett Courtney running the ones and twos, my two incredible co-hosts. This has been another episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Be good to one another, be safe, enjoy the summer sun and have fun out there gamers. Peace.